Welcome to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. These are informal conversations between leaders about educational issues and initiatives. We share them to inspire and inform you so that you may have a greater influence through your instructional leadership. start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land across central Queensland on which we play, learn and work. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening in to us. Hi, I'm Trudy Graham, your host for the show. I'm an Assistant Regional Director in CQ based in Rockhampton and today I have Matt Newell with me. Matt's the lead principal, also based in the Rockhampton office. How are you, Matt? I'm well, Trudy, and, and given the climate we're in, well is um, is a nice way to be. Yeah, and um, I'm going to say healthy. That's my one-word barometer for today, yeah. and, it, and it is a good way to be. And um, Matt, you've opened it up and set the scene. We yeah. are doing a special episode of the Leading and Learning podcast, particularly for this current environment that we're in, where leaders in our school are leading through the coronavirus pandemic. So as a conversation starter, Matt, given our current world situation requiring strong leadership, throughout history, which world leader at a time of crisis have you admired? Yeah, I can't really go past Barack Obama. Uh, he's someone I turn to in, when I think about leadership quite quite frequently. Um, and he, he led a number of different crisis or, or, or things that are happening. He, he led the withdrawal of the Iraq, Iraq war and he also led America through the um, economic crisis as well. So a number of different things that he played with or, or implemented through through the US. And I often wonder um, if, if the current uh, president of the United States was leading during that time, what, what the world might look like and uh, during those unstable times where there was plenty of war and conflict going on. Yeah, and he did have remarkable leadership, didn't he? And historic too, absolutely. Well, my, my pick is Jacinta Ardern from New Zealand, yeah. um, particularly at the time, which was just over a year ago now, through the Christchurch massacre and her um, compassionate and um, leadership of empathy was mm. just amazing to watch. And yeah. I think she's stepping up again right now, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. I think she's someone that we're peeping over the fence and, and having a look at what's going on next door. Yeah, yep. So look, what, what we really wanted to talk about was some of the complexities that they need to consider in terms of their leadership at this time with the coronavirus. And I guess we want to put a bit of a um, disclaimer in too that this is our thinking right now on a Friday afternoon. In uh, what's the date? Twenty sixth of March. Twenty seventh, Trudy. But yeah, yeah. yeah so. Friday afternoon, and um, the world we live in at the moment is changing quite rapidly. And um, yeah, as we talk, things are unrolling and those sort of things. So the way things are evolved this week and into next week um, could be completely different. So yeah, disclaimer of what we're talking about now could look completely different come this afternoon, let alone next week. Yeah. And, of course, um, given it is Friday afternoon, um, our point in time is that yesterday the Director-General gave us his latest update around the five student-free days mm -hmm. for next week. So we're, we're sitting at a point where 
school leaders and their teaching teams are about to make some critical decisions and important decisions around what to do in terms of continuity of learning for their students. So, Matt, what sort of things would you be suggesting? What have you been talking to principals around in this space? Yeah, so to set the scene, um, when we started early last week, we, as a, as a leadership team here at regional office and across all our offices, started talking about how can we um, raise the awareness and start having these conversations in schools so that our principals and our schools are prepared for, um, yeah, what's coming. Um, it seems seems as though uh, we've got the five student free days next week, um, and what school looks like past that, we're we're really unsure at the moment. So, putting contingency plans in place so that the continuity of learning can continue for our students in, next week and then into the term two as well. So the ARD team pulled together a, a focus document using using the um, state schooling improvement strategy 2020 to 2024 and use the focus elements to target the conversations um, that we're having with schools around how they're travelling to, to start with because um, no doubt it's a very anxious time for, for the staff and for our leaders in schools of the unknown of what's coming and our young people in schools as well. So helping them unpack some of those conversations and, and checking in on their well-being uh, as well, which is one of those focus areas that, that we dial in on, um, and making sure our staff are, are well and obviously looking after our kids too. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the elements, um, will we start with teaching? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great place to start. And um, I've been so impressed making all those phone calls and uh, schools calling in to, to myself to work through this um this checklist, I suppose, of things that we need to be looking for um, over the coming days and, and, and weeks ahead. And I've been so impressed with the, the um, innovations that's going on in schools to really look at what we're doing now and what we could be doing to enhance teaching and learning, um, both in school and, and beyond beyond school as well, with uh, our students all learning from home. Yeah. Uh, Central Office released uh, a heap of resources really early on in the piece, which schools uh, started looking at and playing with and uh, using those resources in a, in a real variety of ways. And uh, as you'd be aware, aware um, school attendance has really dropped off this week, so um, teachers are really proactive in starting to get some of that material to kids now so they're not losing any lost time through the two weeks that they may be off um, this term, let alone into next term um, from, from there. So schools have been really um, stepping up um, into into the place of online learning, what that might look like in their context. Um, we've got such a vast um, vast variety of schools in in central Queensland where we've got schools that are nearly a one to one school with with laptops and iPads and those sorts of things, and we've got schools uh, that while at school they might have access to some internet, um, albeit variable and slow sometimes. Mm. Um, and kids who might not have any or very limited access to online learning or internet access for other things um, in their home environment. So the approach that schools will take are really contextualised based on what it is they need for, for their students to get the most out of uh, learning in the foreseeable future. Yeah, and the departments made curriculum materials available in a number of different modes, haven't they? Yeah, so there's C2C resources, straight C2C resources, which are there for teachers to, to use and pull together as uh, learning episodes uh, for their students and match, match that in where possible into the curriculum that would be occurring in schools. They've got two-week units 
um, set up and the first fortnight's already ready to go and uh, it's out in the public facing website as well for, for parents to access to. Um, and, and there's a series of five of those to come. So um, that will give 10 weeks of, of learning um, that the centre's putting out. But the other element is that um, school-based direction around how they're, how they're pulling out their curriculum and making that um, alive for kids so when they're at home, they're able to access it like they would be at, at school. I've been really impressed with the thinking, Trudy, uh, of some of our schools and school leaders around how they can, and the comment made to me was around um, how we can make something, turn our traditional classroom settings into classrooms of the 21st century. So while we're, we're caught up in this pandemic at the moment, uh, people are looking further and past past this already and how, um, how, how these new practices, not that they're new, but um, how these elements that schools are now looking at, how they can enhance teaching and learning past the pandemic yeah and you make a good point Matt because there's also the opportunity for um, schools to have um, teacher directed e-learning platforms with Blackboard as well isn't there yeah absolutely so I I might direct um, our listeners to the the CQR continuity of learning learning place Um, and on that learning place there's a whole heap of resources in there around what are the approved or what are the recommended uh, learning platforms that the department has available for for our schools and then in there there's a how-to guides for for all of those things some are in varying forms but the how-to guides in there so it's a really good place to start uh, to look at what are the modes available to us so that we can make sure our young people have access to high quality education yeah and have the curriculum team uh, regional team done an amazing job at pulling all of that together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A big shout out to those guys who have uh, spent the last three days uh, starting to pull that together. Um, and that's an evolving beast now. Like it started off with a few resources on it, and every hour there's more and more resources being added into it. So if you've, if you've been into it once, go into it twice and three times and keep checking back in because the resources in there are second to none. Now, I'd, um, I'd, I'd really put a shout-out to all our schools out there who are developing some really high-quality materials at the moment that they share those on the discussion board so that we can access that across, across our schools because, as I said earlier, the practices that are happening in, in schools are, is fantastic. Yeah, and even within the last 24 hours, some schools have been in there and, and put up some of their practices so that we all don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And um, I see that... Um, virtual space that the the regional team have created is like the one-stop shop because that we haven't actually gone and um, made more resources of what on top of what the department have created they've actually just pulled the department's material all there in one place so it's really easy to access yeah absolutely and the tabs down the side outline that really clearly and um, you can access it quickly. You don't have to remember which site it was or where did I read that in the DG's messages. I need to now go find all my DG emails. I can go into that one-stop shop and there it is. Um, it was about last week maybe that I thought I'd click on the link and away you go. Yeah, it, as you said, a one-stop shop, nice and quick um, in a time where we don't have too much time to, to stop and look for those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, they actually got busy creating a webinar too. It's, it's like... Um, 
the Cook's Tour, I guess, is how I've called what I've called it. Yeah, it's just a quick 20-minute um, overview of the, the learning place, and I believe they're creating a Part B to that right now because at the time of recording, um, that was that was where it was at. There's now new and enhanced bits to it. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're busy uh, creating that Part B webinar too. So uh, I, I would imagine that how thoroughly and quickly they're pulling things together that they'll be up there this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it is really um, an evolving space, and um, like you said earlier, it's it's being updated um, on an hourly basis. Yeah. How could this space help with building our capability? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's a couple of different mechanisms around capability in in there. Um, so there's webinars um, that are on on there. So both um, regionally developed and other people developed so they might have been sitting on a, a website for six months a year sort of thing that they've pulled together and put in that space but it's also a, a time where our, our school experts and teachers inside schools are, are really stepping forward into the space where they may have some skills to offer um, and I was talking to one of our schools yesterday who have three really experienced teachers in, in one note who have said who don't normally take a leadership role in the school who are now stepping forward into that space to lead the rest of the, the school in the development of how they're approaching um, the continuity of learning, which is fantastic that it's not just reliant on on um, resources to be created for, for people, but people are really stepping into this place to, to say, hey, I've got something to offer here. Yeah. And what about tapping into our regional team as well in terms of building capability? Yeah, so our state schooling team are fantastic. They've put a lot of effort into this. Um, and then next week they'll turn their attention to individual schools uh, and seeing what capability still needs to be built in, inside there. So if you're, if you're listening on, uh, on, on Monday, uh, put a shout out to the state schooling team or in through your ARD um, if you need that extra support. Yeah. Matt, um what about in terms of the senior secondaries? What um, what do they need to be aware of? Yeah, so there's been a couple of announcements from QCAA just in the last day or so. So um, please go onto the QCAA and look at those memos inside there. But essentially they're looking at um, pulling one of the assessment instruments um, from the senior space. Um, and there's some information on there around um, internal assessments as well and, and uh, internal common assessments and how that will look too. Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. Now, um, inclusion, because we're all about every student succeeding. So what's been the conversations and what should principals be thinking about in terms of um, inclusive education and making sure that we've got success for everyone? Absolutely. And um, so there's a couple of different pillars, I guess, happening at the moment. Um, we've got our central office team and, and Fleur Watson from our regional team here is, is leading that at the moment uh, for them, pulling all different resources from our special schools and other areas. So they are kids who um, have intellectual disabilities and might be learning um, in the general capabilities area of the curriculum. There's resources being pulled together for schools as we speak um, that will go out to to schools in the coming weeks so that those students have access to high quality um, education too. So that's that's one element that's happening. The other bit is what schools are doing as well. And I've heard some fantastic stories as as I've been making contact. And um, schools are taking on themselves to develop um, packages or boxes of materials um, and they tailored for each of, um, each of their kids and obviously there's some core 
boxes that is going home to the majority of students, but students who do require adjustments and special uh, needs have got slightly different boxes and different resources in them as well to help them access the curriculum in the ways that they need to. So some really innovative and um, thoughtful practice going on um, for our kids who, who need that extra hand. We'd also love to talk a little bit about our vulnerable students in, in that space as well and students who, who we know when they're in school we do give extra support to, um, maybe not curriculum-wise, but um, extra check-ins during the day, extra conversations about how things are travelling and those sorts of things. And I'd advocate for schools to start thinking in that space too, uh, who are our vulnerable students and how can we access those students in a, in a different way, obviously, um, to make sure that we're checking in to make sure that they're all right each, each day, each week. And um, we're in an unknown space at the moment, so that's going to look different for, for different schools and for different families. Mm. And schools and teachers um, you know, and school leaders who know their students um, absolutely know um, who needs that extra yeah. attention and support. And I guess we need to be thoughtful around how we offer those different tiers of support in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because yeah. we don't want to forget about those students either. Um, and the same the same across everyone isn't isn't necessarily the right way to be going. Every every student, like in a classroom, needs different levels of support. Yeah, yeah. And I believe our team, um, curriculum team, are working in that space too. I think that might be a webinar coming up. Yeah, so the, yeah, there's, and the state schooling team, um, engagement team are coming together to look at how do we support our schools and how do we support students who, who are in that vulnerable space as well. So there'll be more to come from that team um, over the coming days too. Yeah. Matt, I've been saying to schools that, um, you know, up until now we've relied on parents to help us do our job and it's quickly becoming the case that um, our new way of working is, um, as educators, mm. helping parents still do our job. They'll be like our, our tutors and um, looking into the future, our, you know, an important part of our work will be supporting our parents who are teaching our students yeah. and uh, how do we, you know, and how we build their capability. So what sort of conversations and considerations have you picked up in the last week? Yeah, so um, schools that are going the online space have really stepped into, okay, we, we need to do some upskilling for our, our students, we need to do some upskilling for our teachers but also we need to do a how-to guide for our parents as well. So they're creating little vignettes and little snippies of how do I, how do I communicate to our parents what the expectations are here. It's all unknown territory for um, a lot of us, but also a lot of our parents as well, um, where, where they're now becoming those home tutors um, in a distance ed mode or, or home teachers um, uh, on our behalf. So... It'll be really important for us as educators to be to reaching out and creating resources for our parents as well so that they're comfortable and able to present the right material at the same time. And we are talking to a, uh, a principal on the phone earlier and he had uh, some parents coming in and he was showing them how to do some different mathematics and those sorts of things um, as well. So taking those opportunities, while we might not be able to do the face-to-face -face so much anymore, um, we are definitely be able to do that over over Skype or different mediums that we do have available to us. Mm. I even had a school this week um, come up with the idea of putting the teacher uh, demonstrating or modelling how to read a book yeah. and not just read the story but actually how to read with 
students and yeah. the questioning techniques and explaining why they were doing what yeah. they were doing. Awesome. So the think aloud strategies. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and that's easy. You could record that and put that out for parents so um, they've got those um, capabilities and skills that yeah. we take for granted. Yeah, fantastic idea. Yeah. So, Matt, let's talk now around some of those really important considerations in terms of having a safe environment, safe learning environment um, on campus. Yeah. So schools are talking to me about the awesome decisions that they're making to make their environment as safe as possible. And they're talking about hand washing facilities, processes for um, kids filling up drink bottles and all those sorts of things. And they're making some really informed decisions our advice or our conversations have been around how are you documenting some of the decisions that you're coming to um, are you having workplace health and safety meetings um, still and how are you then uploading that onto onto the one portal site so that there's a record um, of all the decisions that you're making um, to make sure that the, the school is a safe place for our, for our kids but also for our staff at the same time yeah absolutely because um, there are numerous decisions um, and people have been um, really on the front foot around putting in place significant um, processes and um, you know minimising risk yeah. for students, staff and parents even. Yeah. And um, it would be crazy if we came out the end of this uh, having done all of that and actually have no workplace health and safety record of it. Yeah, and, and there will be a time when we do get through this that we'll need to review what we've done and how we could do things differently um, should the event arise again. And all those learnings that we're doing now and all the learnings that will happen and inform future decisions uh, are really important to keep a record of so that we can base it on some sort of evidence, not just a gut feel. Yeah. The other thing too I know um, both of us have had conversations around is the school emergency response plan and it's um, important that principals and leadership teams and in fact the whole of the staff know that plan, that it's current and that people know how to enact it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's obviously a new template that, that has come out this year um, around the SERP. So. Uh, schools have been pretty proactive in that space already and have their processes in, in, in place. Even though it's only, what are we, week nine, uh, schools are reviewing those already in, in sort of gear up for anything that may happen, um, which is really proactive um, to make sure that any staff that might have had phone number changes, address changes and those sorts of things are updated on MyHR and obviously updated in the SERPs so that um, communication to, to those folk can be um, easy and we're not trying to track down people where we don't know where they are and those sorts of things to communicate a key piece of information to them. Yeah, yeah. So Matt, finally let's talk about well-being. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a concerning space. We're in, a, you know, we're in an unknown space and for, for a lot of people that brings up a lot of anxiety around what's, what's next. So it's important for us as, a, as, as leaders to be looking after ourselves and taking time for ourselves to um, A, step out of the principal space for a little while and just uh, relax and, and get our head set for um, when we do go back into, into school on, on Monday um, or at the end of term for, the, for our next term um, so that we can be really clear in our, in our thinking and we can be really calm and in the way that we're interacting with our staff and, and community and in a way that we're being alert of what's happening but not alarmed. Yeah, yeah. 
and as principals, it's also important for us to be looking after our uh, our staff as well, um, and make, checking in with those those folk to make sure that they're um, in a comfortable place, and any needs that uh, might arise out of those conversations that we're doing everything we can to make them feel safe and supported at work. Yeah, and I guess too we really need to emphasise how important it is that they don't go it alone, that um, now what um, they need to do is actually reach out and connect with their colleagues in other schools, um, reach out to um, regional support, so, um, you know, the state schooling team, ARDs and lead principals, we're here and and ready to support in any way we can. I think um, some of the most exciting thing that I've seen over this last couple of weeks is how people have come together, even with social distancing rules, mm-hmm. but connecting in different ways, communicating in different ways and supporting each other in different ways. And again, it's one of those opportunities that this pandemic has brought us, and that's to really rethink how we share um, our talents and our skills and expertise and not reinvent the wheel, but build on each other. So. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, it wouldn't be right for me not to put a, a plug in for um, LifeWorks, our um, EAP service that we have available um, to us for our staff and for ourselves. If if we feel like it is getting uh, a bit a bit too much for us, and we need to have an external person to talk to, and also for for our principals, um, Headspace being available um, for our principals to, to connect in with and talk through some of the the challenging issues that, that you might be confronted with. Yeah. And given, um, given all the um, different restrictions or limitations that are now in place across our whole community, you know, across our whole country, um, some of the usual things that we've done in the past to, you know, take care of our well-being, going to the gym, mm. connecting with people, you know, going out for dinner, whatever it is they're not there right now so we have to also be a little bit creative around what we can do in our downtime to keep ourselves physically and mentally well and uh, I talk about going back to the traditional leisure uh, you know pastimes time out on a good with a good book quiet walks um opportunity to get in and do some gardening and, yeah. and tidying up the house i've seen lots of comments and and things around how people are pulling their wardrobes apart and redoing them and yeah. that sort of thing so it's a uh, in in this pandemic there's obviously lots of opportunities that yeah. are arising from it as yeah. well might even have to dust off the gym equipment yeah. in the in the carport and um make use of that too so uh, again, I, I just think it's really important that yeah people are looking after themselves. Absolutely. So, is there anything else you think, Matt? We haven't um, talked about that we should. No, I think we've covered most of the, the, the elements there that we were talking about. And um, again, the, the the work that schools and principals and staff are doing in our community is absolutely fantastic, and it's been an absolute privilege to to have that half an hour or so on the phone to. Um, however many people I've spoken to over the last couple of days to, to hear the great work, be that little bit of extra um, uh, support or, or champion to say, yep, you guys are heading in the right direction because uh, we have great folk in our, in our community. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about the timing of this um, too and, and have to probably just put on people's radar that if they want to touch base with... Um, people in regional office that they we're we're working over the Easter break so if they um, 
want to check in on anything or um, talk through any issues or problems that occur or you know become apparent even over the Easter break that there are folk here that can get in touch with so thanks Matt that was great no worries so Matt you know that at the end of the podcast we do the fast five that aren't so fast Mm -hmm. so are you happy to do those with me okay so Matt when and where was your first teaching appointment yeah, my first teaching appointment was at Glenmore High, and I'd been overseas for a little while with my with my wife. And um, uh, after I finished university, and we came back in, and um, it was uh, day two of school or something like that. So I started door knocking around uh, the schools, and Glenmore had a hospitality home ec position uh, available, and um, not my area of expertise at all. Uh, however, I do like to to make a good dish. Um, um, so I, I jumped in uh, on that and uh, a term later I'm still teaching home economics and slowly moved into some English and some maths uh, and then um, a position in phys ed became available and um, there I stayed. Wow, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. So Matt, when you think about your work, what was the last thing that made you smile? Yeah, so I came into work this morning, and there's probably been many things today that's made me smile. Came into work this morning, and the HR team that sits just outside our office tree um, are all dressed in their in their footy jerseys, and um, they they wore their footy jerseys in uh, remark of respect of the, the death of the NRL season uh, this year, and uh, there was some good banter going on. So um, it was it was good to see that even though in in a environment that we're in at the moment that uh, people are still having a, a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of good fun. Matt, what's your best book or film recommendation? Yeah, I'm going to go with a book or a series of, uh, of books. Um, I wasn't much of a reader as a young fella, and um, someone finally put the Tomorrow series, so Tomorrow When the War Began, um, by John Marsden in, in front of me and um, connected me in to, to, to reading, I guess, and, and from there, um, yeah, uh, continue that that reading yeah he's a great author what's your favorite quote yeah i'm gonna have to go back to my man barack obama um so it's a good one change will not come if we wait for someone or some other time we are the ones we've been waiting for we are the change that we seek and i think in an environment that we are at the moment where we've got an opportunity to um to change the way that we do things in education we have permission nearly to go about that business in a way that we've never done before yeah it is that's great very inspiring so matt as far as things to see in cq what's our best kept secret yeah i've got two so i've been tossing up all day trudy which one i'm going to go with? i will i'll allow you to share two thanks um so one of my favourite spots is uh, over on North Keppel Island. So a shout out to our staff over on, on, on North Keppel Island and Constantine Beach um, on North Keppel Island. And it's a great place to sort of hide away for, from from the wind and hide away from uh, or get off the boat and stretch your legs and those sorts of things over over there. And it's uh, it's one of my happy places in the in the world. So I love Constantine Beach. And my other one is um, down at Emu Park and the Anzac Walk that's down there and they've got that amazing pane of glass and if you get an opportunity to do an Anzac um, morning or dawn service uh, down at Emu Park it's just amazing to watch the sun come up through that pane of glass and uh, it nearly feels like you could put yourself in in that place and time um, with the troops at Gallipoli. Yeah it is quite amazing isn't it Mm. Um, and sadly of course the Anzac services won't happen this year as they do every year but 
we'll certainly be remembering them um, on April 25th. So it is an amazing um, design, the yeah. way they've done that with the sunrise. Yeah. That's a fantastic, yeah, fantastic place down there. Well, Matt, thank you for playing along with the Fast Five and thank you too for the conversation today. I think um, the ideas and the topics that you've covered um, are great at this point in time for our principals as we continue to navigate coronavirus Mm -hmm. and uh, all the impacts it has on school and education. Um, I'm sure that everyone out there has appreciated your insights and it's hopefully given them them some insights and more things to think about so they're better prepared, particularly as we um, work towards Term 2 and and look to see what that is and how that will turn out. If you have any suggestions or recommendations for future episodes of the Leading and Learning podcast, or you'd love to give us some feedback, we um, very much appreciate that. And you can email us at cqcommunications with an S at qed.qld.gov.au. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer. Uh, And if you know of an educational leader in central Queensland or possibly even across the state with this special episode, Matt, I think some Mm. of these topics would help educators anywhere uh, across the state, particularly in state education. Please um, share the uh, podcast with them and help us spread the word by telling them about it. Or you could forward the email that comes with the show notes. Thanks, Matt. listening to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. We trust this conversation has given you the information and inspiration to lead so that every student in our region succeeds.